Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dr. J's Shakespeare. I'm Dr. J. In today's episode, we'll return to Shakespeare's comedy, As You Like It. As You Like It is a play with many subplots in addition to the main plot, the courtship of Rosalind and Orlando. These subplots often bring two characters into conflict, and that is the case in the passage from As You Like It I've chosen for today. The two characters are, first, the young lover, Orlando, and second, the character I like to call the good duke, Duke Signor. They confront each other in the Forest of Arden, or rather, Orlando confronts Duke Signor. Duke Signor isn't a confrontational character, and through the expression of his benevolent character, he turns the confrontation into friendship. This conversion from confrontation to friendship is my focus today, as well as the character of the good Duke. After the confrontation is resolved, though, Duke Signor makes an observation regarding another aspect of human life, our need to not feel alone, which I'll also speak to. Orlando and Duke Signor are in the forest for similar reasons. Duke Signor has been banished from his dukedom by his usurping brother Ferdinand, the bad duke. Orlando also has a bad brother, Oliver, and Orlando has fled to the forest after learning that his brother plans to have him murdered. Both Orlando and Duke Signor have companions. Duke Signor, lords in attendance who've decided to join him in banishment rather than thrive under the bad Duke's rule. Orlando, an aged servant of his family, who has similarly chosen exile over serving the bad brother. In this scene, the good duke and his companions are about to sit down to their evening dinner when Orlando enters with his sword drawn, demanding that they give him food. The first to answer Orlando is the cynic Jaques, who has been talking with Duke Signor when Orlando enters. Jaques speaks to Orlando in his cynical fashion, but then the good duke speaks asking why Orlando confronts them so rudely when good manners would better serve his purpose. Orlando expresses his surprise at finding civil words in what he assumes is the uncivil forest, and then, conciliated by Duke Signor's gentle manner, explains his situation and need. Let's join the play as Jaques breaks off his conversation with Duke Signor at the moment Orlando enters. From As You Like It by William Shakespeare, Act 2, Scene 7. Jaques, but who comes here? Enter Orlando, brandishing a sword. Orlando, forbear and eat no more. Jaques, why, I have at none yet. Orlando, nor shalt not till necessity be served. Jaques, of what kind should this cock come off? Duke Signor to Orlando, 
Art thou thus boldened man by thy distress, or else a rude despiser of good manners, that in civility thou seemst so empty? Orlando, you touched my vein at first. The thorny point of bare distress hath taken from me the show of smooth civility, yet am I inland bred and no sum nurture. But forbear, I say, he dies that touches any of this fruit till I and my affairs are answered. Jaques, popping a raisin in his mouth. And you will not be answered with raisin. I must die. Duke Signor to Orlando. What would you have? Your gentleness shall force more than your force moves us to gentleness. Orlando. I almost die for food, and let me have it. Duke Signor, sit down and feed, and welcome to our table. Orlando, speak you so gently? Pardon me, I pray you. I thought that all things had been savage here, and therefore put I on the countenance of stern commandment. But whate'er you are, that in this desert inaccessible, under the shade of melancholy boughs, lose and neglect the creeping hours of time, if ever you have looked on better days, if ever been where bells have knolled to church, if ever sat at any good man's feast, if ever from your eyelids wiped a tear, and know what tis to pity and be pitied, let gentleness my strong enforcement be, in which hope I blush and hide my sword. He sheathes his sword. Duke Signor, true is it that we have seen better days, and have with holy bell been knolled to church, and sat at good men's feasts, and wiped our eyes of drops that sacred pity hath engendered, and therefore sit you down in gentleness, and take upon command what help we have, that to your wanting may be ministered. Orlando, then, but forbear your food a little while, whilst, like a doe, I go to find my fawn and give it food. There is an old poor man who after me hath many a weary step limped in pure love, oppressed with two weak evils, age and hunger. Till he be first sufficed, I will not touch a bit. Duke Signor, go find him out, and we will nothing waste till you return. Orlando, I thank you, and be blessed for your good comfort. He exits. Duke Signor to his companions. Thou seest we are not all alone unhappy. This wide and universal theater presents more woeful pageants than the scene wherein we play in. Something Shakespeare often does is take advantage of a situation to write beautiful poetry on the human condition only tangentially related to the action at hand. We see this in this passage, as Orlando attempts to understand what sort of people he has come upon in the forest, and perhaps inadvertently 
defines what civilization is or ought to be. If you have ever looked on better days, Orlando says to Duke Senior, if ever have been where bells have knolled the church, if ever sat at any good man's feast, if ever from your eyelids wiped a tear and know what tis to pity and be pitied, let gentleness my strong enforcement be. Society, civilization, is found where churches are found, in hospitality, in human pity. Ironically, and there can be no poetry without irony, hospitality and human pity and as you like it are found not in the world of court such as Duke Signor has been banished from and Orlando has fled from for his life, but here in the forest, though in the play's happy resolution, hospitality and human pity will be restored to civilized society without being lost in the forest. This restoration of human society will follow the restoration of Duke Senior to his rightful place in the play's imaginary dukedom. That dukedom is small compared with the real nations we live in today, and it's difficult to realistically imagine either so benevolent a ruling figure or a sphere in which one might have such influence. But we nevertheless like to imagine such goodness and benevolence as the good duke represents holding sway in our society. It will require not a single good duke, but rather the coming to the fore in human breasts, the goodness the good duke manifests. Art and literature such as that of Shakespeare can help bring such a welcome change about if we give a place to such literature and art in our lives and in our larger culture. Literature and art can play another important role in our lives and in our culture as well. After Orlando departs to fetch Adam, Duke Signor says to his companions there with him undergoing the hardships of banishment in the forest, Thou seest we are not all alone unhappy. This wide and universal theater presents more woeful pageants than the scene wherein we play in. All of us, when we are unhappy, feel alone in our unhappiness, which makes our unhappiness even worse. But as the good Duke says, none of us are unhappy alone. In literature and art, we can find companions, others who are like us and feel like us, either in the works themselves or in the artists who create them. The British writer C.S. Lewis, author of the Chronicles of Narnia, said simply that, quote, We read books to know that we are not alone, end quote. This is one reason why libraries and bookstores are so important in schools and communities, and why a wide variety of literature and art needs to be a part of every young person's education. It's essential that none of us feel alone. Until next time, I'm Dr. J.